podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hit the bell notification so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we've got videos going up daily, but more often than not, it's two, three times a day. And there's so many great stories, so many great memories. I won't use more, miss any of them. So make sure you hit that bell uh, notification. Uh, we have another foreign hammer today. Hey, <laughs> hey. He's, <laughs> he's the co-host of West Ham Way US podcast. It, it's Brody Dorbin. Hi, Brody. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Russ? Not bad. And Brody just told me he, he's just done 27 holes of golf yep. today, and he looks fresh as a daisy. <laughs> well, to, to be fair uh, on, to me, I just got out of the shower. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I was out playing. It was about, uh, about 85 degrees here, so not too bad, but a bit warm. And uh, yeah, but I've, I've now got weekends off of work, so I'm able to go out and play golf. And now I'll be able to watch West Ham on Saturdays, which would be nice. Indeed, indeed. Only a week to go. Only a week to go. It's all getting a bit, all getting a bit real now. Before we um, all get miserable again. Exactly. I mean, uh, one guy, one guy I was talking to the other day said, it, you know, West going to West Ham. It seems the last couple of seasons have been a bit, almost like a chore. But it's a chore they want to start doing again, and uh, and that's and that's I think where everyone's everyone sort of had enough now. They want to crack on and see what happens, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of a lot of soccer, a lot of football going to be coming this coming your way. It seems over the next. It's, sort of... it's going to it's going to be good to to have something to watch on the telly. I mean, but um, at the same time, you and we can get into this later. But at the same time, you wonder if it's right at the right time to do so. I mean, I was yeah. almost thinking we got a jail at, uh, get out of jail free card with uh, the way things were going, and yeah. I thought the season should have been null and voided. And but here we go. Now we got to buckle up, and we got some big big fixtures coming up. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I, I was, yeah, I was very much in the same fence as you, um, to be honest, Brody. But uh, the cards have changed, and and we'll yep. see. And who knows? Who knows if we'll finish the season? I've got, a, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling it's, it's, it's going to be something. Something will happen. Second wave coming, and yeah, something like that. Maybe? Just, yeah. just got a, just got a feeling, you know. And and it's, um, we'll see what happens. You know, with so many other leagues have have stopped. You know, obviously you've got the Bundesliga and La Liga uh, are both on now, but um, yeah. you know, Ligue 1 and loads of others and the Scottish League and cancelled. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, until that moment happens, we'll 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 uh, we're always optimistic, and, I, and I'm optimistic. If, you know, I think we'll do well in these next nine games. I really do. Well, I um, actually placed a little bet. Uh, I think it was um, at plus fifteen thousand, which is in American gambling terms, I believe. That's 150 or 1,500 to one, I believe. And I put $15 on on West Ham to finish in the top 10 to pay out like 2,500 or something like that. So uh, it's worth a shot. I mean, I think think if any team can benefit from this layoff with all the injuries that we had and just to get away from it all and come back and start again, I think we have a good chance as any to to really play well. Now, we've got some really tough fixtures. I mean – there's no getting around these, these first four are going to be really tough. But after that, we've got two of the bottom three and uh, four of the bottom six, I think. So I think we've got a chance. And I, I think we have as good of a shot as any to, to yeah. play some good, good football and get some wins under our belt. Yeah, so no, we'll I, I agree. I agree totally. That's and me I, being optimistic. No, I know. No, I'm, I'm optimistic as well. I think, I think in a weird way, it's, it's um, as you said, it's taken a global pandemic for us to have a fully fit squad for the first time yeah. in mean, I don't know how long. And uh, but I think yeah, you're right. With all the, I think there's going to be a lot of them. Obviously, you look at the Bundesliga, look at the results. 
there's not a lot of home wins. Um, nope. it's, it's all up in the air. And uh, obviously, we've, we've played two, um, two friendlies. We've won both of them. And so, you know, it's all momentum. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I hope, we'll see how it goes. I hope to do a, I hope to do a couple of videos. Because obviously, I'll be working there. So, um, I hope to do a couple of videos from inside the compound. So, we'll see. Yeah, I would love that. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'm going to see. Uh, we'll be like your roving reporter for the next, next few games. But uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be living through you for the next couple of months. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's not going to... Yeah, I'm going to probably the only bloody YouTuber who's going to be able to get in there. So, uh, Very well might be. Yeah, so it'll be exclusive content for my hammers. For sure. Um, anyway, Brody... You, why West Ham? Why why was West Ham your club? Uh, well, I had a little bit of easier uh, decision than most Americans do. My dad is from London. He grew up in actually West London. Um, he grew up in a little town called Paravale, just uh, off yeah. the Central Line. And uh, so typically around that area, you're either Chelsea, QPR, uh, Brentford is the closest team to him there. Mm. Uh, but his mate who lived right down a couple doors from him uh, was a West Ham fan, and they used to get on the central line and just run over to, to East London and, and to yeah. Upton Park, and they used to watch the games there. So I did not have a choice when I was born. I think if I uh, would have picked another team, I would have been crucified and uh, disowned from the family. So I was West Ham the day I was born. Uh, it's not like I, I watched Green Street or any of the watched, no, yeah, played yeah. FIFA or anything like that. Because you, you do hear a lot of that over here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have a choice. So I was I was West Ham from birth, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you're somewhat marked before you've even had a chance to make your own decisions. But <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, it's the same as most people you know, in, in the UK, isn't it? It's like sort of, your birthright is that, you know, if your family's a – you know, West Ham fans, chances are you're going to be a West Ham fan and stuff. Yep. But, uh, it's how it should be, really. It's true. It's so true. Um, and obviously, you know, what's it like, you know, obviously trying to – it's probably a lot easier than it, what it used to be, particularly, I think, for the old, the more experienced American fans because there was, like, one match a week and stuff. Yeah. But you've got, you've got it all over there, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, like, we, we've got every single game um, yeah. streamed and on television. So – you can pay $50 for the, the NBC Gold Pass. So NBC is the company that, that uh, airs the games over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can pay $50 and you get every single game that's not on TV. You can get streamed no matter where you are. Um, the only games you can't stream on your computer are the games that are actually on the telly. Um, yeah. So we li- literally have ev- access to every single game over here. And, you know, when I go over there, that just blows people's minds yeah. that yeah. we have the ability to watch all these games. And now you guys will get a little taste of it since we can't go to the game. And, yeah, Kat wants to come by and say hello. Oh, that's but, all right, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That so it's it's a lot easier than it used to be. You're absolutely right. There used to be uh, Fox Soccer, and we would get nine times out of ten, it was Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, mm. or Arsenal. I mean, or Man United. Those were the only games that were on. You get one a week. Uh, but now, since NBC has come in, it's been astronomically easier to watch the games and. Um, it's great to be able to go to the pub and, and watch with all your mates and you, you can watch every game in the pub too, which is great. Yeah, no, it's, it's mental. I mean, obviously I spent a lot of time over there and, and yeah, didn't see, didn't see a West Ham game. Cause I always have to, I'm very good with, with my, uh, my business trip. So I never, never miss Strategic a game at planning. home. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just mental, isn't it? I just like, you know, I remember, uh, for the, for the world cup, uh, I was in a bar in Atlanta at seven, like six o'clock in the morning yeah. watching England versus Wales or whatever. And it was just absolutely bizarre. Uh, such a bizarre thing, but that's, that's, that's normal life for you guys. Oh yeah, it's great. Day. I mean, there's nothing better than a Saturday morning where you wake up at six or seven. You, for me, it's about a 30 minute drive into the city of St. Louis where my pub, the Amsterdam Tavern is. And, 
Um, I get down there about half an hour early before kickoff. You get a few pints down your, your neck at 7 in the morning. It gets your blood pumping, and then uh, you got the games to look forward to. And another nice thing about over here is we don't have to segregate ourselves from other fans, which nah. is um, – because at the end of the day, us fans, if, if you want to fight another opposition supporter or get violent or anything like that, you're just you're just silly to me when you're over here and you're not actually living over there. It's nice to be able to have the banter between the two sets of fans as the game's going on. Sometimes it does get a little feisty, but <laughs> for the most part, it's pretty calm and it is fun to watch a a game, a West Ham game against you know Spurs, and you you're able to to have a little banter with the Spurs fans, which is cool. Yeah. It's different. It's different yeah. than being there, but it's cool. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That is what it's always about, all about. And and I, and I think that's that's even the even the case nowadays. You know, obviously, as you said, we're all going to get a taste of that because we'll have every yeah. every game available on about five different. You just it's just going to be a bugger trying to remember what one you go on, whether you go on True. Prime or you would go on BBC or or you go on Sky Sports. But hey ho, it's all good. It's all good. We're back and uh, and it's going to be fun. So so Brody, obviously, since you know. Since obviously you've been inducted into West Ham at an early age, there must be some sort of key memories, key events that sort of stick in your mind as real yeah. memorable ones. Not even, maybe not even games. Maybe you know the West Ham way. You know, sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, my first West Ham memory uh, was unfortunately the 2006 <laughs> FA Cup final. I mean, that was that was the first game I can remember sitting down with my dad and watching and being absolutely devastated mm. when when Gerard scored that screamer in the 90 blah 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 minute yeah. I mean, um unfortunately that was my first memory but I was hooked at that point I mean you know I was thinking we were, we were all thinking okay we've got this we got, we're gonna win the FA Cup okay I mean we're finally gonna be able to lift a trophy and yeah. and then to have it snatched away so that was my first real memory after that um West Ham came to the United States in 2008 yeah and it was a preseason tour. We played the MLS All-Stars and the Columbus Crew. Yep. And I went to the game in Columbus. So um, I stayed in the team hotel that they were staying in. So um, I got to see all the, all the guys when they were coming in. They took pictures. They signed autographs. And then the next morning, we um, went down for breakfast. And it was the same time the team was having breakfast. And then Carlton Cole and Robert Green invited me to go through the buffet line with them. And they actually invited me to go into the team meeting uh, with them for breakfast. So I got to go into the round table oh, and set cool. with, I think, um, Rob Green, Carlton Cole, uh, Craig Bellamy was at our table, and maybe even Scott Parker, if my memory serves me right. But they invited me, and I got to have breakfast with them, which was above and beyond what they had to yeah. do. It was great. They took me under their wing, and they thought it was cool that an American kid was so excited about West Ham. Yeah. Um, and then after that, some of my other key memories um, – the the Spurs wins are always great. I mean that's that that's all any you can pick out any one of them and, and it's great. My my first game I ever attended live uh, was in two thousand and eight actually. So that we saw the preseason that I went over. Um, opening day of the season, Wigan at home. Um, Dean Ashton scored two in the first five minutes, yeah. and um, so that was my first ever league game. And then right before that, there was another preseason game against Villarreal. Um, where yes. uh, we had the the number six shirt retired at halftime. So I got to see the last ever game that Upson wore the number yeah. six, and yeah. then it was retired at halftime. So that was cool. I mean, I think that's something that not a lot of people can say. They mm -hmm. saw the last time West Ham player wore the number six. and um, But I, I could go – I could honestly yeah. ramble for hours about this. Um, 
most more recently, the West Ham Way event was over here in Las Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas last yeah. August. Yeah, and I tell you what, that was a time and a half to to be with all those guys and um, to get to meet Dave and X and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we we went out on the strip together and had <laughs> dinner and um, lost a few lost a few dollars. Um, actually, I actually didn't do too bad, but. <laughs> Uh, that was a great time, and I highly recommend if the West Ham Way USA event happens this year, which we're still hoping it is, um, that I highly recommend anyone who's in the United States or if you can afford to fly over from England to go to it because uh, it is one hell of a time. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can just imagine Dave down the strip, to be honest. Is oh, it? God. <laughs> it was, it, there was a great story that he told where <laughs> there was this, this kid selling uh, his rap CDs and – um, he was, it was charging $10, $10 for a CD and down the strip, uh, he, he says, all right, mate, I'll, I'll buy a CD. No problem. And he, and he hands him the money and he gets the CD and Dave looks up, uh, at him and, and the kid says, wow, thank you so much. That's, that's amazing. And, and Dave looks confused cause he thought he just gave him $10 and X looks at him and says, mate, do you know what you've just done? And he was like, Dave said, no, what? And, and X says, you've handed him a hundred dollar bill. So he handed him a hundred dollars when he was only supposed to hand him 10. And then he had to go back to the kid and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you a hundred. I only meant to give you 10. So he actually looked like quite an idiot going back there and yeah. having to get his money back. But that was a hilarious story that I'll never forget <laughs> from the strip. Absolutely hilarious. They're great guys. They're great guys. They are. Like, yeah. See, I mean, you know, obviously I've, uh, through this channel, I've, I've, I've made some really good new friends and, and someone like Dave and X as well. I mean, X has helped me out loads getting some of the guests we've had on and, um, and Sean, Sean Wheatston as well. I know he's yes. pretty, it's almost like, I've always feel like I'm, I've been accepted into some sort of club, you know, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's I've got, the memberships happened and then, same. And then, I, then feel, I feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely mental. Absolutely. Mental. Right. Okay. Buddy. Um, as I said, it's, it's called my hammers 11, the channel. So that's sure. what we want to talk about is hammers 11. So that's what we do interview people about the players that, um, might have meant something to him. Maybe they hated. It doesn't really matter, but it's a four, four, two. Um, the only rule is you have to have been alive to have seen them play. That's basically yep. it. Obviously, you know, if we, if you and me were doing our dream 11, anyone, Bobby Moore would be in it. And yep. her, but obviously we weren't around that to see them. We were around to see Gary Breen and, yes. uh, Gary Breen and Guillermo Franco. Guillermo Franco. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, Guillermo Franco. God the old Mexican. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the, 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 the true Mexican before the imposter Chicharito turned out. Yes. Uh, yeah, but that's, so that's what we do. And, and it's really fun. And we've had, as I said, we've probably had about 120, 130 different names, really. Um, and it, and the, the, obviously, when we interview the players and we do their 11, it's really interesting because there's players there which appear where which haven't appeared in the fans 11 so sure you know, it's, it's really cool I, I, I love it actually um it's <laughs> i remember talking to gonzo right at the beginning when i started to do this from hammer's uh -huh. chat and he was like oh, it's gonna be boring because like everyone's gonna have the same one and and to be honest it hasn't happened it hasn't happened yet gonzo um <laughs> and he tried to he tried to jazz it up and put some players that he didn't think were going to be a picked and uh yeah I'll, I'll have a few that i think will be out there most of them will be pretty understandable but i'll, I'll have a couple that are going to be a head scratchers i think no that's, i think that's good <laughs> yeah i mean i mean obviously you know charlie charlie walsh and 
And his one was was brilliant, you know, because yeah. he had like uh, he had Razvan Rat um, because because of his uh, appearance in the Christmas catalogue. He had like a <laughs> West Ham onesie. The onesie, yeah, I yeah. remember that. And so that was it for him, and it was British brilliant. That's right, great. okay. So for the Brawley eleven, who would we have between the sticks? Who would be in well, goal? I am stuck between two. Um, as I already mentioned earlier, Rob Green took me through. The, I mean, he was the one that actually said, "Hey, come on in with us." And Carlton said, yeah, get in here. So I have an affinity for Robert Greene. Um, and, I, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me over there, probably assume that I'm a United States national team fan. I grew up watching England with my dad. So I've actually yeah. grown up supporting England for the most part. And in the 2000, uh, was it 2010 World, 2006 World Cup? 2010 um, was the, yeah, I think. When yeah. we played the United States, was that? Yeah, Rob Green, yeah. Two, yeah. 2010, so, yeah. I, I was tweeting, and I don't even know if I had Twitter. I was on Facebook and stuff before the game saying, Rob Green starting for England. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And I was, I was bigging up England. I mean, I was talking all sorts of shit to the American fans. And, <laughs> and then he, he goes and does that and to, to break my heart and make me look like an idiot. So um, I have this affinity and hatred for Rob Green. Not really. I don't have any hatred towards him. Um, but the other, the other one I, I, I really, really liked was Adrian. I mean mm. – just an absolute hardworking and never really complained. I mean, towards the end, you heard that he wanted to play more, but you never really mm-hmm. heard him put in, put in a transfer request. I mean, you'll always remember that penalty against uh, Everton in the cup. And I mean, he had some other stellar games where he saved us some points. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go Rob Green because yeah. from the very beginning, one of my first West Ham memories. So I'm going to go Rob Green and goal. Yeah, good shout. And a good keeper, I think. Yeah. We've done all right for goalkeepers, West Ham throughout, throughout you yeah, know, our history. Yeah, you, yeah. I say, you, know, you and me together, we've done yeah, Rob Green and before, obviously, Davey James. And, James. and obviously, Fabs, Fabs now. You know, I think Fabs is mustard. I think he's a great goalkeeper. Yeah, um, just let's not, let's not mention Roberto. No, although he had a bit of a clangor today, I saw. I saw that. Yeah, it's like but he, he's. Uh, it's like he never left. I it's thought like he was coming. I thought he was coming back to West Ham. I think actually. he is. I think he is coming at the back. end of the month. Yes, yeah, the end of his loan. Yeah. And they don't want him. I don't blame them. I can't believe he's even playing. Wasn't there? Wasn't he playing? There was Jonathan Caleri was playing as well. Wow. And I think there was another ex West Ham flop who was in that, that, that game. It was just like, it was like a hat trick of West Ham flop. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, we'll put Greedo in goal. Yeah, and again, you know, someone like Fabianski, I don't think you realise how good he was until he wasn't in the team. And you then know, when he's back, you're like... You know. I didn't think that the Fabianski signing was that great. I didn't yeah. understand how good he was at Swansea. You know, you see that they get relegated, so and he, he had mm. to have conceded a lot of goals. I really wasn't that excited for him. I thought Adrian... Um, was was the man to take us forward, and I don't know that Fabianski was much of an upgrade, but clearly, mm. uh, Fabianski has meant the absolute world to us because I think if Fabianski doesn't go down this year and Roberto never had to come in, I think we're at least thirteenth or twelfth in the yeah, table, I agree. if not higher. So uh, we really, really missed him this year. Yeah, it's very true, and yeah, it's, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, and it, what would could have been, you know, then you might not have had. Changing in managers and yeah. and all that. It's funny, isn't Very it? True. Just one injury makes making makes a real, real um, impact on the team that much. Um, right, we put Greedo in goal. Let's go. Let's go left back. Who have left back? Well, left back. Um, I believe Lucas Neal played left back, didn't he? Or was he, he a right? Yeah, back? I mean, he, was he's he back right and back. forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could put him on the left. He'll be all right. Yeah. You know, and I had um, the other the other wing back I was thinking of was Guy Demel, and I think he played. Um, 
did he play on the right side as yeah. well? Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm going to go Lucas Neal at left back. I have a great Lucas Neal story when at the game in Columbus, um, he was obviously the captain then. And every time, every time we got a throw in right by the touchline, we'd always sing there's only one Lucas Neal. And um, after the game, he actually went to, to toss his shirt into the crowd and I had my hand on it. And there was this little kid right next to me who also had his hand on it. And Lucas Neal said, come on, mate, just give it to him. I was like, you know what? You're right. I, the kid should get the shirt, not me. So um, and he, he gave me a little wink and a thumbs up after that. I wasn't actually going to try to claw it away from a little kid, but <laughs> his little nudge was like, yeah, you better give it to the kid. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And I thought he was a great servant to the club. Great captain. Yes, was very good captain. Really good underrated player in the Premier League, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think he gets talked about enough at West Ham. Yeah. And I think he was uh, – was brilliant. So if if he can slot in at left back, I'll throw Lucas. Yeah, we could do it. It reminds me, you know, when when like the players throw their shirts into the ground. Always reminds me when I go and watch, you know, go and watch the baseball when I'm over 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 your neck of the woods, and and uh, you know, so it's a foul ball, and like the the little guy, little ball boy, like literally like loops yeah. into the crowd. There's always the same kid. He has yep. about five balls by the end. It's absolutely. Yep. <laughs> well, we'll put, Lucas, exactly what it's like. we'll put Lucas in at left back. Let's go right back then. Who will we have on the right? So I, I was I was thinking um, I was thinking between two. So I was either Guy Demel or Harita Alunga, and I don't really have a good reason as to why. I just really liked both of them. Um, I probably liked I probably liked Guy Demel more than um, more than Alunga. So um, you know he he was another underrated guy. He made he had some he had some mistakes and he had some bad games. But I thought overall he was always around a six or a seven, yeah, um, never too high, never too low. And uh, he was a workhorse. He never really tired too much. He, he was able to track up and down. Um, nothing spectacular, but uh, that era of West Ham was really when I f- got into watching it. So under the, the Sam Allardyce days. So um, I'll, I'll probably go, I'll probably go Guy Demel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was right he was a solid player, wasn't he? Gideon? He was, he was, he was built. He was, you know, a very similar build to someone like he's slightly taller than Antonio, I think, but yeah. that sort of muscular guy. And yeah, um, yeah he did a good job. I, you know, he scored. He scored against. I think his goal was against Liverpool. The I, I believe it was. He scored. he scored one. Yeah, I think that was it. And uh, yeah, I think he played about seventy games or something. Like that in, in yeah. yeah. And they were, if I if I'm wrong, someone would always comment on on YouTube and tell me I was wrong anyway. Probably Fair Kent. Enough. Probably Kent Hammers. Shout out to Kent <laughs> Hammers because they he always he always picks fact checker. On. Yeah, he always he's my personal my uh, yeah unofficial fact checker. Right. Okay. So we put Guy Demel at right back. Let's go uh, centre backs. Then who's your first centre back? Then boys? so um and and my first guy is is a no brainer. Um. I never got to see him play that much, but he played when I was alive. So I think it counts, but I, I have to go Rio. I mean, yeah. um, I, I, I don't remember ever seeing him play live for West Ham. I've watched a lot of the games that he played mm. um, for us with, uh, you know, the Lampard days and in and, and the, the early, early 2000s. Yep. And I just think a world-class player who, unfortunately we had to sell, just because I think money was tight and, we, and the owners had to sell up to, to, and I believe we sold him to Leeds and then um, yeah. from Leeds, he went on to Man United, but yeah. um, a player that you wish could have stayed around, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But um, if, if you're building a, a team, I think a spine of Rio Ferdinand in it is as good as any. So yeah. um, I have to say Rio and I admired him watching him at Man United and, and for England all these years. So I'm a huge Rio Ferdinand fan. I love I love the Ferdinand family, the whole all the Ferdinands. But yeah, uh, Rio has a special place in my heart. Although I didn't get to really see him play live. 
No, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, someone like Rio, he's just he goes about saying, doesn't he? he was a he was a fantastic player. It's really interesting. I, I interviewed um I interviewed Tony Carr um for an upcoming episode, which is not on yet. Uh, oh, cool. It will be it will be by the time yours go up because I interviewed him this morning. Um and and he was talking about Rio and Anton and and it, and he he's eleven. He is just like unbelievable. He said, oh, "Can I pick people who I've worked with through the academy?" And I went, "Yeah, go on then." And it's literally like the England starting. Yeah, level. I imagine it's insane the 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 amount of talent that he has brought yeah. through there. I mean, I I can't imagine. Well, you you talk about the 2010 World Cup. Um, you know, what he had out of the England squad, uh, a third of the England squad came through his academy. Wow. And it's just meant absolutely mental. Honestly, it's a really good episode. Lovely guy as well. Yeah, that's right. that's insane. Yeah, it's brilliant. And literally, the names you reel them off, and even the people who didn't play for England but still played for West Ham. And even now, you've got you know Mark Noble was one, and yeah. you know Jack's over over where you are. You know, yeah. Atlanta and stuff. And uh, no, it's 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 incredible the the journey he he's done, Tony Gale. That's great, Tony 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 Carr, not Tony Gale. There's too many Tonys, <laughs> too many Tonys. I've interviewed the room. My my co-host is named Tony as well. Yeah, way too many Tonys. God, dear, too many Tonys. Right, who's who's really going to partner in, in the centre backs? Well, I thought about going going off the wall a little bit here, just Ooh. as as a joke. But just you know, a, a memory that always sticks out in my head is Roger Johnson running backwards against Manchester City, and you know there'd be something hilarious to to have Roger Johnson paired alongside Rio Ferdinand. I don't think I'm going to do that to Rio. I'm going to be a little bit nicer to him. Um, but a guy that I've met several times um, and another honorable mention, I have to say James Tompkins, I think a great mm. servant to the club. Yeah. Wish we could have guaranteed him playing time, but we just couldn't with, with Ogbonna coming in. So, you know, I get it why he, he wanted to go to Crystal Palace. Some people held that against him that he went to Palace, but I can't blame anyone no. who wants to leave for first team football. I like yeah. just same as Adrian. I mm. cannot blame him for wanting to go and play and then going to Liverpool, which is a once in a lifetime opportunity to play for exactly. the world champions. So there, there were people slagging Adrian off and, and Tompkins, and I was like, I just, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't blame totally. anyone for doing that. It's their job, isn't it? It's the thing. I think you know, it, and it's like if you went to another company, it, yeah. you know, it is. It, and I think it's, it's. It's 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 a changing in in how in how football is perceived, and it is like you know where before players would hang around for ten years and stuff and yep. have a testimonial. Just doesn't it, happen anymore. Doesn't happen if you get three no. years out of a player, three years out of a manager, you've done well. So yeah, Mark uh, Noble will be the last of a dying breed. Well, I, I hope Declan Rice will, will buck that trip. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a tough one, especially if we're desperate for money and Chelsea has the money to spend this yeah. summer. Yeah, but they've already hopefully they've already spent a shed load already, haven't they? On a, yeah, on, on, on Werner and uh, yeah. his face as well from from Ajax. Yeah. Um, just check. So yeah, well we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I hope. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm I'm very much Any, wrong. Anyway, but anyway, back <laughs> to my partner. In news, yeah. Um, I have to go, James Collins. Um, yeah, GP. There's, he is an absolute legend who deserved a testimonial. Mm. who deserved more than he got from the owners when he left. And um, I actually got to go on Premier League Fan Zone um, on an episode that he was on, and I got to talk to him and ask him a few questions, which is really cool. Mm. And I got to see the last ever goal he scored because I was at the Bournemouth away in um, 2017, I think, or 16. I don't remember. Um, but it was the crazy Bobby Madley game um, where he gave the the penalty at – or it was – no, it was it – was, offside handball 
from um, Callum Wilson. And, and funny enough, I've had Bobby Wilson, or it's not Bobby Wilson, Bobby Madley on my show several times and I've got to talk to him. And actually Bobby and I are now good friends and we, we, we talk regularly. And I tell, I always told him all the names I was calling him at, at that day. And yeah. um, that was just a crazy day. So it ended three, three, but Ginge, his last ever goal he scored was in that game. So I got yeah. to see that, which is cool to say. And um, yeah, I think an absolute legend for the club. And, and I think he will always be re- remembered fondly by West Ham fans. So um, Ginge, Ginge and Rio at the back, I think, is a solid spine there. Yeah, nice and solid. Yeah, and I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, Ginger, Ginger, he's a he's a modern day modern day West Ham legend. He is, yeah. he is, and he, and, and he, he still deserves gets... a chance to say goodbye. And he yeah, never got to do that. No, he so. never got. But you never know. You know, things. You know, stranger things happen in football, isn't it? So, yep. uh, you know, I. I I mean, you can see now with with the the Moyes era, particularly. You know, he's bringing in loads of the old players. Um, you know, he's got Kevin Nolan, obviously his assistant. He's got, he's got, you know, I mean, you've got Steve Potts is under twenty three. He's got Kevin Keane yeah, at the eighteen. Yeah. You've got Conch. You've got Zavon Hines, Colton yeah. Cole. You know, I think, I think one day. So, I mean, there's, there's no real. I think, you know, GP would be, would be a great coach for us, and obviously Mark Noble eventually would be a great coach yeah. for us. Uh, I know Kevin Keane's trying. Um, to get well, he's, Kevin, he's, there was, I thought Kevin Keane was going to be appointed interim manager. Um, when Pellegrini was gone, yeah. uh, but they brought Moyes in straight away, I believe. I don't, I don't even think we played a game without in between no. with an interim manager. So I, I thought Kevin Keane was going to be given a shot. Um, and uh, funny enough, my, I have a friend, random story, who plays for um, Maidenhead in the non-league National League. And uh, he actually lived with Kevin Keane when he was playing at Maidenhead. And Alan Devonshire was his manager yeah. At, yeah. at Maidenhead. So um, I had a couple of cool connections. I've, I've got a FaceTime, uh, Alan Devonshire, which is That's cool. And um, Kevin Keane also popped in and said hello. So, But the, I, I was really hoping Kevin Keane was going to be appointed interim yeah. manager and was hoping we wouldn't do the cheap thing and go with David Moyes, but here we are. And, and, I, and I think, in it, I think, I think Brawley, I think actually, and I, I'm always in the, I'm in the Moyes camp, I'll be honest, because I think we needed someone like him or Kevin, or someone who's not... We've seen, you know, with Pellegrini, I think we've got our fingers burnt, both money-wise, but also in terms of infrastructure-wise. He's, he, oh, yeah. There was no infrastructure. And, and no. you, you can see what Moyes is doing. He's trying to build in, you know, the types, types of players he's doing already. And I'm not anti-Moyes by any means. I yeah. just thought it was a very uninspiring appointment. Sure. You know, yeah. you're always uh, disappointed. And we've already seen what he did before, and it wasn't yeah, great. Yeah, uh, yeah. But with Pellegrini, I think that was an easy hire for us. It yeah. was, let's throw some money at him. He's won the league. Fans will be happy. Yeah. I was over the moon. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Me too. Me I too. think now you, you, you have to be a little bit smarter with your choices. Mm. And um, you can't just hire someone because they've won the league at Man City. Um, I think just about any manager with that team could have won the league at Man City. And I see that now. And that's easier said than done. I'm sure he did Fine stuff to, to thing, deserve yeah. to win the league. But um, I think you have to find the right man going forward. Hopefully that's David Moyes. I hope he can prove um, that, that he is the right man, but uh, it's just, it's just not very inspiring, but you hope he can build, build the background up and then yeah. build the Academy back up. And then we can start playing yeah. regular, regular Premier League football. And hopefully yeah. that's where we are next season. Um, but I fear I if we go, I fear if we go down, what, what would happen, yeah. Yeah. especially if he stays on. I don't know. Well, I think I think you know. I think you know. He's he seems to be he's doing the right thing. I mean, the players he's going for are. I mean, you know, 
by all accounts, Suchek he he found. Um, yeah, that's you know, true. He, he had no bloody scouts, bless him, um, when he turned up. Um, you know, if he's you know obviously Bowen's a great so, and that's I think that's that's where we need in terms of our, in terms of our spot. You know, we need to get we need to be buying these championship championship players. players. Yep. like like you know from Brentford, you know, Ollie Watkins and people like yes. that who are who are awesome. And I think that's that's what we need to be build them up. And you know, that's West Ham fans love. Some you know a trier they love a trier and I think Bowen's yes, going to totally be absolutely Bowen's going to be absolutely sensational. I think he I think Bowen if all goes to plans we'll be lucky if he's still with us in two or three years. No, I agree. Yeah. If I think I think he's that good, I mean oh, I think definitely. he can go on and play for a top six team. No, so. I agree. No, I agree. I've got I had, I had the same excitement when Bowen was signed as I did when we signed Ashton because it was a similar sort of yeah. you know hungry championship play. You know he's going to be mustered and he just and he just slotted in. So um, we'll see how he goes behind closed doors. Right? Okay. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of wingers and stuff, let, let's go into midfield. Uh, let's go for your left midfield, your left wing. Left left wing. Um, I I have two guys in in my head that I really enjoyed watching down the years. Uh, one of them, Matt Jarvis, um, yeah. although he didn't set the world on fire for us, but I thought um, for for what he was at Wolves, I don't know how you could have expected much more from him. Um, I, he, he came in because he was a record signing then, and, and people just thought he was going to be this goal-scoring machine. I thought he did okay. I, th- I thought he slightly underperformed, but I really enjoyed watching him. He'd always, he'd always run up and down the wing. He'd always give it his all. And he always had a good ball on him. So I really enjoyed watching uh, Matt Jarvis. And the other Matt that I wanted to bring up on the left side was Matty Taylor. Um, again, another underrated guy that doesn't get talked about enough. In that era of West Ham that I grew up watching, I thought Matt Taylor was spectacular. Um, and, and what, the best left foot I've seen on a West Ham player, probably. Um, I can't think of too many better left foots. Um, nothing sexy, nothing brilliant, no, but I'm not even. A, a solid performer, a solid seven out of 10 most weeks. And he, he always gave it his all. So, um, I think for me, I'm going to go Matt Taylor. Yep. Um, cause I, I really enjoyed watching him. So I think Matty Taylor is my left winger. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. He's, you know, he's a good, good set piece taker as yeah. well, wasn't he? And he's energetic and, and, you know, he's a, he's a nice guy as well. Okay. We'll put Matty Taylor on the left. Let's go on the opposite side. Let's go right wing. Right, midfield. right wing. Um, I don't know who I want to put here. <laughs> um, I have a couple of names. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn between a couple on the right-hand side. Um, I think, I think this is his best position and I think I'm going to go Mikhail Antonio there. Um, one of the few current players that, that I'm probably going to put in, um, but I think it can't be understated how valuable he's been to us. And I love, I love his career story. I love that he started at Tooting and whatever the name that club was, a non-league club, worked his way up, uh, hardworking. Um, I think he got, he, it got to his head a little bit bef- right before this last, this last period where he was injured. I think he was, has he got? I think he got an England cap. Did he? Did he play he, once for England? No, yeah, he got good in the squad. I think. I don't think he came on. I don't. He, he never came on. And yeah. I think at that, I think he was starting to get ahead of himself a little bit there. And I think he's come back down to earth. And um, I think we would be in a worse position without him than we are right now if we didn't have him. You know, we were talking about selling him going into this season. Um, and I think he's been. He's probably been my hammer of the year mm. this year. I mean, he'd be, he'd be right up there. Yeah. Um, Angelo Ogbonna has been actually I, I take that back I'm probably going to go Ogbonna for him, my hammer of the year if it was right now but um, Antonio is I have a couple of shirts with his name on the back I love what he represents I love 
I love his charisma and his character, um, and I've never get, gotten to, to meet him, but I think great guy, great winger. I'm putting him yeah. on the right wing. Yeah, exactly. And and you know the man the man has got pace coming out of his ears. You know, and he's just yeah. But he's not just quick. You know, obviously we've had quick players, but he's quick and he's he's just a unit. You know, and him yep. and if you look at your team, him and Guy Demel on that yeah. right side. Oh, if I was a, if I was a left winger, I'd be yeah, cheating I'd be myself. Terrified. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go up against them. And 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 you and everyone talks about Haller and how he needed to play with someone up front and. As soon as Antonio went up front with him, it clicked, and you saw you saw some glimpses of of, of the the guy we got from Frankfurt. You know, the, yeah. in, in terms of the the quality, and I think, yeah. And, and I really team. wanted to see not to go off a different subject, but I really wanted to see more of Hernandez and Haller up up front together. I wish that wouldn't have ended so quickly. No, me neither. Uh, I I am a massive Chicharito fan. Um, I'm I was devastated when he left. I understood it if he wanted to go play. Um, it's probably not the most exciting place he's ever been. He's used to winning, winning games. And uh, I'm sure Pellegrini wasn't playing him all that much. So um, I understood him leaving, but I really, I thought that partnership could have thrived together if, if given the chance, but unfortunately it didn't, but yeah, no, Antonio, you can play at right back striker or right wing in my team, but yeah. I, I'm going to stick him at right wing. Good chap. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's go midfields and broadly. Let's go for your midfielder. Who's your first so, midfielder? I'm I'm playing a four four two diamond here, yep, so no I'm gonna I'm gonna play as my holding mid. I can't look past Mark Noble. Yeah, um, an absolute gentleman. Um, genuinely, when I when I met him in Columbus, when I met him in in North Carolina for the Railhawks preseason game, I have a couple of signed Noble shirts. He took the time to shake everyone's hand and take pictures and sign things, uh, and, and genuinely genuinely a good human being a great role model for people to look up to mm. an absolute servant to this club i don't i i think it cannot be understated how important and valuable and how no. just much of a a, a, a a you'll never see another one like him again i don't no. think um so mark noble has to be in my central holding midfield and um his testimonial was a great memory of that i had watching it at home uh, was was really fun to watch and i just think I will never say a bad word about Mark Noble. Yep. He can have terrible game after terrible game after terrible game. And I might say, yeah, it's time to drop in or yeah, he's getting old. But all these people that just slag him off week after week, it just, I don't think they realize how important, how valuable, and how, uh, how much of Claret and Blue blood runs through his veins. I mean, That's if you sick. cut his arms open, they would bleed Claret and Blue. So yeah. um, I can't understand people bad-mouthing him like, I see on a regular weekly basis on Twitter, mm. but that's West Ham fans for you. That, that is. And it's the same. As you said, it's the same. I, I don't think we're as bad as other fans that no, watching you know, Arsenal fan TV and oh, stuff. It's yeah. like, which is brilliant. And I, I, as soon as Arsenal what, lose a game, you want to oh, watch it's great. That's your you always, YouTube. always Absolutely go to brilliant. YouTube when they lose. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. But I mean, I think, yeah. And I, I think it was a case where a couple of years ago, Mark, did seem to be on his way out a little bit under Slav, I think, you know, particularly mm-hmm. he was 60 minutes and he was, Slav always did his substitution in 60 minutes. Same, and same it was, subs every game. It was always Noble going off. Whereas yeah. now, I think we obviously with, with Deck around, he does a lot of the donkey work and Mark can play more and he can, yep. he's playing 90 minutes, you know, he was playing 90 minutes, you know, quite regularly. Um, 
and yeah, he just he, he is he is West Ham, and he's he's my modern day Billy Bonds because I wasn't around yep. to see Billy play. Exactly, so same. he is. They're totally yeah, same as you. And and you said you know the testimonial was 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 a you know you don't get testimonials now in the Premier League. You know, I no. can remember Marks, I can remember Vincent Companies, and Jamie Carragher's, and that's all I can remember off the top of my head. And yeah, it's a very unusual thing. Um, but yeah, Marks him, good shout. And who's and who's going to be your your uh, the, the top attacking of your midfielder? Yeah. Yep. So I, you know, as much as it pains me to say his name, Dimitri Payet was the best player I've ever seen play at West Ham. I mean, I can't think of a, a, a every single week more of a, of a player who just made me made my jaw drop every week. All of his touches, his rabonas, his crosses, his free kicks, his solo runs. I mean, every single week he was an eight or nine out of ten. Yeah. He had the he had the odd you know game where his head would drop and it didn't seem yeah. like the effort was there. But I, I my, I'm speechless when it comes to Dimitri Payet. Some of the things I mean, I'm so thankful I got to see him play. Yeah, exactly. Um, for West Ham, and I the season I got to go over there um, was the season uh, when when Payet was there was the season that. Um, who was it for Everton that two-footed him, scissor-tackled them, and injured him? That was oh, right before yeah, I came yeah, over there. Was it James McCarthy, I think, I think it was? Yeah, McCarthy, yeah. Absolute prick, James McCarthy. <laughs> but um, I can't stand him to this day. But, yeah, he took away. So I, I got to go to um, that season. I saw us play Manchester United away. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw. I remember uh, Mauro Zarate should have scored an absolute sitter to win us that game. Um, but it should have been Dimitri Payet playing in that game. And I always am, am upset that I never got to see him play in person. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we were blessed to have Dimitri yeah, Payet. Yeah. And it was a shame it ended the way it did. Um, and people, I, I, and I understand another uh, a guy from my, my branch of the channel, Dave Walker despises him. And, and you, you have lots of people that think like that. I would, if, you know, you see the rumors every single transfer window, Dimitri Payet, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Yeah. I would welcome him back with open arms. I still yeah. think he has – I still think he could play in the Premier League and, and be our best player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that will ever happen, but that's wishful thinking for me. And I love Dimitri Payet to pieces. Um, I try to remember fondly of him. I was upset with him when he left, obviously. But uh, when you che- – well, I won't say the circumstances in, in which he left, but when you make those life decisions and – your significant other comes into play with that and and you think you need to go home you go home so yeah i can't i can't blame him for wanting to go home and doing what he did so i but i won't i won't speculate to the to the rumors although i know pretty concrete what happened when he left but that's neither here nor there i i love dimitri payet and Again, the best player I've ever gotten to see play for West Ham. So yeah. he is the, to the tip of the diamond for me. I agree. I agree totally, Rory, everything you said. And as you said, you know, yep, he did leave in a horrible way and, and not a nice tasting way in the mouth. But he came to us at exactly the same day. He did exactly the same thing to come to us. Yep. And uh, with those mercurial players, you have to take you take that other side to him. Arnautovic is another one, you know. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. And he's the same type of player, you know, stroppy, you know, arrogant. And I have a bit more ill will towards Marco <laughs> than I do. I, but don't get me wrong. If we were the had the chance to bring Arnautovic back to save us this season. Yeah. And I think people that say they wouldn't have Marco or Dimmy back. If like, let's say we, we had to sign two players to come back and save our season. Dimitri Payet and Marco Arnautovic would be at the top of my list. Yeah. And, 
I think you're crazy if you say you wouldn't welcome them back this season to save us because let's be honest, they, they blow everything out of the water on that pitch that we could put out there right now. Um, but I think Marco was a bit more greed behind yeah, the yeah, reason for wanting yeah, to leave. Yep, yeah, yeah, totally, totally it was. But uh, yeah, it, it's what you get with mercurial players, isn't it? Yep. It's all over the place, you know. And don't, yep. yeah, so everyone talks about, you know, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. We only got him because he pushed the referee over. You know, yep. so it's like, hello, we've got form here. Uh, yep. Right, okay, brilliant. So we'll put Pyatt in as a tip of the diamond. Let's go, let's go up front then, Brawley. Who's your first striker? So um, I have a bunch of players running through my head that I could, I could mention. Honorable mentions for me, I love Chicharito. I know he mm. didn't deliver at expectations, um, but I absolutely adore the guy. Another guy that I loved up until this season was Andy Carroll. Um, again, another servant, but just could never stay fit. And he could uh, – he had personal issues that, yep. that, that I – wish that he would have handled better and been a more of a pro with us because I think he could have been an absolute legend at West Ham if he looked after himself and didn't mm, do some mm. of the dumb shit behind the scenes that he did. I don't know. Are we allowed to swear? I'm sorry. I don't, yeah, that might Okay, be. sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but, um, again, I think if he, if he would have put a, a proper head on his shoulder, he would have mm. been great for us. And he was great for us. He had some absolute vital goals. But when you only play – 10 games out of 38 in a season, every season, that's a problem. Mm. Um, and, and then we start to go into the players that are really close to making my list. I think just, just, just missing out for me is going to be Craig Bellamy. Um, another, another guy like Payet and, and Arnautovic that had an attitude on him, but man, yeah. could that guy play football? Yeah. I mean, one of the best strikers I've ever seen play for the club, um, an absolute bastard to play against. Um, and I loved him to bits and, and I, I got to meet him again when I was in Columbus and he was very nice to me and, he, and I have a very a big headshot of Craig Bellamy that he signed and made out to me which is cool um, but those are my honorable mentions now to get into uh, striker A I'm gonna have to say Carlton Cole again another legend of the club yeah. a servant uh, a man who deserves everything from us and, and I'm so thankful I got to watch him play and again he invited me and I got to actually eat with him for a day, which was, was great. So cool. And I think, um, and I just, a, a loyal, perfect servant to the club. And I, he actually came over to the United States and played um, after he left Celtic. He came over and played for Sacramento Republic, which um, is in the same league that my town, my home team, St. Louis FC is in. Um, unfortunately, the first game that he signed for was, was against St. Louis in St. Louis, but he was still um, not ready to play yet. So I didn't get to see him play in my hometown, which was disappointing. Um, but yeah, Carlton Cole, striker number one. Striker number two up front uh, is probably my all-around favorite player that made me fall in love with West Ham is, is Dean Ashton. Yeah. Um, Bobby Zamora narrowly missed out as well, I should say that, because I love Zamo. Um, but but Again, my first league game I ever got to go to, Dean Ashton scored a double in. The first preseason game I went to in Columbus, he scored either one or two as well. And I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe that was the last game, uh, the last goals he ever scored for the club was uh, the, the Wigan home game. Because in that yeah. game, he sent that free kick into Rose Zed and tore his ligaments in his knee. Um, and, and, that was, and then he came back and played a few more, but I don't think he scored any more after no. that. So. Um, 
but yeah, another good good reason to to throw him in there because I got to see him play in his last his last goals. So, yep, Dino and Carlton Cole up front, and that'll round out my eleven. Yeah, you see, that's broadly nice to see. Listen, man, thank you so much for your time. It's been great. It's been really yeah, fun Yeah, again, thank you, for, thank you for staying up so late. For the people oh, watching at home, God. he yeah. stayed up till almost midnight doing oh, this for don't me. Don't be so stupid. Don't be stupid. Six-hour time difference. So. Yeah, don't be silly. Yeah, yeah, central time and all that. No, no, it's, uh, no it's, it's, it's great chatting. And as I said, you know, my wife's gone to bed, so I'll, I'll be playing FIFA instead and I'm shitting. Hey, so. all right. Um, <laughs> no difference. Broadly, <laughs> um, it's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. And obviously... Obviously, plug plug the pod. You know, yeah, yeah. NYU. And I, it's something I didn't even really get to talk about. I totally forgot. To, thank you for reminding me. Don't worry, um, I'll do the job. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, that's good. That's good you're in charge here. Um, so me and my uh, co-host, Tony Clark, we uh, formerly known as the American West Ham Podcast. We were brought over to um, the West Ham Way. Dave and X reached out to us, and we now run a podcast called the West Ham Way USA Podcast. And um, I am. it's an honor for me. Um, and Tony to uh, be asked personally by Dave and X to come and do the American side of their show, which we really appreciate. Um, since this COVID thing's been going on, we haven't been doing a lot of recording. Um, that will be changing. So uh, please give us a chance if you haven't listened to us. Um, if you want to hear two uh, people with funny accents talk about West Ham, yeah. we're the perfect pod for you. Um, some notable guests for us, we've, we had, as I mentioned before, Bobby Madley, one of the best VAR explanations I've ever gotten because he's actually gotten to work inside the VAR um, booth. So if I, if I had to recommend one pod to go listen to, go find both Bobby Madley podcasts and go Mm. listen to those Um, other notable guests. If you're American, you'll know um, Arlo white because he does the, he's the main commentator for us over here. And Rebecca Lowe is the, the NBC uh, lead anchor in the studio. So we've had them on and and, uh, several others that I could go on and on. But um, go find if you if you're new to our show, mm-hmm. go find those shows and listen to them because they're really really good, uh, and I think you'll enjoy them. If not, Brilliant. then then fuck off. I don't need you. <laughs> Just kidding, people. Just kidding. <laughs> All of you. Thanks, man. Obviously, thank you to everyone for for listening and watching. Um, you obviously make sure you make sure you check out the West Way US Pod definitely. Um, obviously, you know what to do: like, share, subscribe. Um, obviously again humble thank you for everyone messages and stuff you know keep them coming it's really nice to see and until next time for me and Brawley everyone take care and stay safe everybody see you soon bye bye everyone Sports Social Podcast Network every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at US Border Patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.